Welcome to the podcast, How She Did It, the journey of women entrepreneurs from around the world. This is episode number four, coming to you from Sacramento, California. All around the world, women are rising above the social binds that constrain them to become unlikely entrepreneurs. Against all odds, these women are creating a life of hope and prosperity for themselves and have become leaders for change in their community. This episode is brought to you by Willow Tree Roots, a nonprofit whose mission is to empower vulnerable women in developing nations to socioeconomic independence through entrepreneurship. I am Tiffany Sharp, the founder and executive director of Willow Tree Roots. You can learn more about our projects and how you can support women in developing nations at willowtreeroots.org. Today, I have the extreme pleasure of talking to Dr. Addie Ellis. Dr. Ellis is committed to community change. She has 20 years experience in the education and social services industry, and she has taken that experience to found the COSI Group, a leadership and management consultancy firm here in the Sacramento area. She leads teams in community development, education, and the nonprofit sector. She lives by the personal mantra, it's never too late to be what you might have been, and today we talk to her about that and her journey into living her why. So let's talk to Dr. Addie Ellis and find out how she did it. So I am here today with Addie Ellis, <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm really sort of giddy because you and I have circled around, we've orbited each other for uh, like a year, a I year. think. Yes. So this is the first time we've actually met. Yes. So although I feel like I know you, know you, we're actually in the same room together for the first time. And I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> One of the reasons I'm really excited to meet you is because I really admire the work that you're doing. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that and f- really find out what drives you, how you got to where you are today, in the hopes that that c- I can share that with other people, share your successes, and by sharing your successes, help other women become successful as well. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. So, um, one of the reasons I really ad- admire you is because. Um, through your organization, you are really active in community advocacy, youth advocacy, and also I'm interested because you're, um, from what I understand, part of your organization is that you help um, companies and individuals maximize leadership performance. Yes. And building entrepreneurs and building leadership is something that... um, that I think is really important for women. So I'm particularly interested in finding out how you did it. How, how did you do it? How did you create a business and organization for yourself? So I have been an entrepreneur since forever and I didn't really know it until someone made me think about it. Mm-hmm. So my original business was years and years ago with the first one that made money. I had the first Jamaican restaurant in Sacramento. Ooh. And that was 20 years ago. It was highly successful, did well. However, learned things about myself and working with a partner. And I thought, okay, that's it for entrepreneurism. I'm never going to do it again. I started a charter school in 2004 for my son. Mm -hmm. And that was, I didn't know it was an entrepreneurial venture Mm -hmm. until somebody said, well, you know, you raised a half million dollars and you started a charter school. Like, oh yeah, I guess that yeah. is. You were an unknowing entrepreneur. I was unknowing. And so when I stepped into my current company, 
I took the experiences from the charter school and raising money and talking to people that I ordinarily wouldn't talk to and the experience from the restaurant of customer service mm -hmm. and knowing how to work with people. I took those and with my business partner, we looked at all the things that went wrong in jobs that we had. There are three key aspects to any successful company. Your human capital, so mm -hmm. your people, your leadership, who's running the show, and your technology. Mm -hmm. If those three things aren't working together, you're not maximizing mm -hmm. your full performance. Yeah. Would you say those are universal? Like, can you apply those three really just universally? I think so, mm -hmm. because technology isn't just you know the bells and whistles mm -hmm. that we think of a computers. If if you're making a if you're sewing something, yeah. what technology are you using? Right. If you're using your needle and thread, is it the best needle and thread? If it's a one person show and you are your only human capital, you have to know the leadership skills to motivate yourself. And so I believe they are universal mm -hmm. across industries, across countries, across populations. I think leadership, technology, and human capital, that they work lockstep mm -hmm. towards your success. Mm -hmm. Even if you're a one woman Even if you're a one, one woman, woman show. show. Even if you're one woman holding it down, mm -hmm. you still need to know what technology mm -hmm. am I using? How do I use it more effectively? How do I maximize my own human capital? And what leadership skills yeah. I need to have? And when I was going to talk about human capital, I'm big on mind, body, spirit, mm -hmm. awareness. How are you taking care of your mind, your body, your spirit to maximize your growth? Mm -hmm. so. And how are, I'm curious, I don't want to, um, uh, but that fascinates me a little bit as far as ha using using the mind body spirit. Um, in your opinion, what's the best? Like, how how do you how do you join those together? Like, what are some techniques that maybe you use? I love that you just asked me that question. <laughs> I'm I I have a theory that a lot of times people talk about balance. Mm -hmm. I have to balance my work and my life like they're two different things. Yeah, right. Or they say, I don't have time mm -hmm. to take care of my spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. And they're wondering why they are they can't sleep or they sleep too much. So my tips, te techniques, thoughts on that is exercise and what you put into your body mm -hmm. are key to how you take care of your your mind, your intellectual growth yeah. and curiosity, and your spirit. Mm. I meditate, I do yoga, I take long walks by myself, and sometimes, if I don't have time for a long walk, a five minute, I'm going to close my eyes yeah. and just be with me. Everyone's busy, mm -hmm. especially as a woman entrepreneur. Yeah. There are, there's different People or things that can get in the way, barriers. Mm -hmm. There's different barriers that are there. If we don't take care of ourselves, it doesn't matter how hard you work, those barriers are yeah. still going to be there. Right. And it's taking time. I am 47, mm. and I feel better now than I ever did in my 20s because of my intentional mm -hmm. focus on what do I put into my mind. I don't read a lot of garbage. I don't mm -hmm. let people mm -hmm. near me that are going to... Yeah 
intellectually or mentally bring me into a bad space. I am aware of my connection to other people in earth in a spiritual grounding and I can't speak enough about diet yeah. and exercise. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm understanding is part of your journey, your process um, has been actually learning how to take care of yourself. Yes. Yeah. I think that's really important because because as women we naturally are caregivers mm-hmm. and take care of other people, yes. whether it be children, community um, partners, partners, mm-hmm. um, parents, so whoever. And it's very easy to forget the most, like the the seed person yes. that we actually need to take care of, which is ourselves. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of other people. Cannot take care yeah. of anyone else. And it sounds harsh, but I say, if you don't take care of yourself and you take care of everyone mm-hmm. else, and when you are at your lowest point, you can't give them your best. Yeah. Taking the 10 minutes a day to take care of yourself yeah. helps to be able to give more mm-hmm. to other people. Yeah. I unashamedly and selfishly take care of me every day. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's really funny because uh, I think that's hugely important. And I think as women, we often feel guilty about taking mm-hmm. time out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I oftentimes look at, because um, I've, I've, I myself have been in the male-dominated fields of everything, and uh, men don't feel guilty about doing no. things to nurture themselves, whether it be play golf or hang mm-hmm. out with friends or whatever that may entail. Um, and so it's it seems like what you're saying, and I can I can totally see that as part of the entrepreneurial process is actually learning how yes. as women particularly not to feel guilty about the really strong necessity to take care of ourselves correct in a in a healthy fashion in a healthy yeah. fashion and understanding that there are going to be people who need you mm-hmm. and I'm putting that in quotations they they need our time however we do too yeah and i my son, now that he's a grown-up, uh, I don't have to worry as yeah. much. But How old is he now? now? My baby is 25. Wow. So when you started the charter school, how old was he? Because you started it with him in mind. So I how started it for him because mm-hmm. he was going to mm-hmm. high school, and I didn't want him in a large mm-hmm. high school because I thought he would get lost sure. in the shuffle. So he was 14 then that was 2004. Wow. Yeah. So he was 14. Okay. <laughs> so thus began your, your process. That re- thus began my process. Yeah, for him. Yes. Yeah, and, really, and, with him in mind. And it's funny. You just gave me an epiphany moment, and I was thinking about other women entrepreneurs mm-hmm. starting a business out yeah. of necessity. Yeah, absolutely. And wanting it for my child. Yeah, Wanting absolutely. the best for him. Absolutely. And selfishly, everything I've ever done, he's 25 now, and mm-hmm. yes, he on his own, takes care of himself. Even now, all the work I do is with him in mind. Mm -hmm. The reason why I work with young people in particular, every child I see, I see my son. Mm -hmm. And if, especially dealing with issues of homelessness and poverty, if, heaven forbid, I was unable to take care of my son, I would hope that someone would care enough to be there for him. Mm -hmm. And that's, when we talk about the world and how we interact, I, I don't have the ability to, to see 
us and them. Mm -hmm. Like that's my kid. Yeah. That could easily be my kid. Whether they live in South America, Europe, the continent of Africa, mm -hmm. the United States, that, that could be my kid. Why wouldn't you want yeah. the best for your child? And is starting the, the charter school sort of, and recognizing that there's this sort of, like every child is mm -hmm. your child, um, is that what got you into youth advocacy and community advocacy? Or is that, or is starting the charter school part of that that already existed? It already existed, yeah. but it really wasn't the catalyst. It was when I quit mm. the charter school. Oh, interesting. July 26, 2010. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. Not that you have that etched in your Not that I have it etched in my mind at all. <laughs> I quit my job. Mm -hmm. I sold my house. Mm -hmm. I sold my rental property. Mm. I didn't know where I was going to go next. What was the catalyst for that? I woke up one mm -hmm. day and learned that I was depressed mm. and was like, oh wow, I was depressed for 10 years and I didn't really know it. What caused that? Because I spent too much time in my head and what caused it was that I was not living my why. Mm. And why's change over time. The yeah. reason why we do things change over time. The reason why I do things changes over time. But I was doing everything for everyone else mm -hmm. and I wasn't taking care of me. Mm -hmm. And I woke up and I looked around and my son was 20 and moved out. And I looked like, hmm, I don't need a 4,000 square foot house. Hmm. Uh, the person I was married to at the time, nice person, but just it wasn't the right relationship. Like, hmm, nice, but no, this mm -hmm. isn't it. And uh, understanding, becoming aware of who I was as an individual mm -hmm and who I was as a mom, all of that was the catalyst. Mm -hmm. And then I walked into work and figured out that I really didn't like the work I was doing, mm -hmm. cared deeply about the kids, didn't like the work I was mm -hmm. doing. When I did all that, I didn't know where I was going and was really scared because like, oh gosh, if you don't put money back into the savings account, you won't have any money. Hmm. What would it be like if I couldn't pay my rent? So I just, mm -hmm. I began volunteering at a school, this local, it's called Mustard Seed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's an emergency school for young people experiencing homelessness. I was working at my do on my doctorate at the time as well. And as I was volunteering there and I was working on my doctorate, this light bulb epiphany thing came into my head. When I thought of homelessness before, mm -hmm. it was always will work for food signs yeah. and people, mental health or substance abuse, adults. Right. right. I never thought about children. And when I began volunteering at Mustard Seed, these young people are extremely caring, curious, mm -hmm. want to learn. And it was funny because I went back to... I left the school and went to a school. Mm -hmm. I'm like, who does that? I thought I didn't like teaching. <laughs> but uh, when I got there, looking at these young people who have all the potential in the world, mm -hmm. but their life circumstances yeah. are challenging. They didn't ask to be in that position. As I started to meet and talk to their parents, as a society, sometimes we're quick to blame mm -hmm. 
their parents should be doing more, they should get a job. A lot of times the parents are just my kids grown up. They nothing changed yeah. from being fifteen living in extreme poverty mm-hmm. to being twenty six and living mm-hmm. in extreme poverty. So that's where it yeah. started in the seat and I am a firm, staunch advocate fighter for mm-hmm. my kids. Mm-hmm. And from that leads to the community. If we don't build our communities, we will constantly have a pipeline Mm -hmm. into extreme poverty, homelessness, um, substance abuse. We have to interrupt the cycle. My belief is the cycle is interrupted with education Mm -hmm. and with opportunities for young people. Mm -hmm. It's not that adults don't matter. However, sometimes when we consider a 40, 50 year old person who's lived on the streets yeah. or uh, housing insecure mm-hmm. for years, mm-hmm. you can band aid it. Right. However, we can't, uh, it's harder, it's more difficult to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Working with kids, they're resilient, yeah. they are quick you can interrupt that cycle mm-hmm. quicker. I can talk about that forever. Yeah. That's my passion work. Yeah, that's your your why. That's my why. <laughs> that, that's my why. <laughs> tell, me, tell me a little bit about your, um, your, your organization mm-hmm. um, and the type of work that you do mm-hmm. uh, because I'd love to learn and understand more about that and how it, how it feeds into your why as well. So, COSI, the COSI group is a consultancy that does leadership mm-hmm. and organizational development as well as executive coaching, workshops, mm-hmm. and cultural relevance, a lot of mm-hmm. other things. What this organization does, it goes back to how do people work together. Yeah. Businesses can do not reach their full success if they're not paying attention to how they're treating their human capital, how they're training their leadership team and what technology they're using. Those three things that the, you the three yeah. the three things I mentioned yeah. earlier. The trinity of <laughs> the trinity of success or, yeah. in an entrepreneur. <laughs> so um, what COSI we've worked with businesses across the sectors from startups to nonprofits, really helping them learn mm-hmm. about the organization. Mm-hmm. We start with organizational learning what's happening within your organization currently and what's the desired state and how do we move you from your current to the desired state one of the goals that we have we ask we tell every client we don't want to come back mm-hmm. to fix the same problem yeah we want something new right if we come back to fix the same problem it means that we didn't do our job right and how it ties into my why I'm about people and learning mm-hmm. and systems change. Mm-hmm. Systems don't change, the so organizations don't change if we're not able to impact the belief systems underneath. There's a reason why leaders are poor leaders. Mm-hmm. They feel something, something's going on with them emotionally to impact their leadership mm-hmm. skills. And so helping them undercover what's going on with me yeah. and how I interact with other people and am I the best leader for this stage of the business, mm-hmm. or do I need to have some more skills tied yeah. in? 
So that, that actually kind of leads me to my next question. Um, and, and dealing with leadership. Um, and I'm curious if you can share with me what has been your perceived, what you perceive has been your greatest obstacle thus far. My greatest obstacle thus far. So my, one of my... And then my next question, mm -hmm. my, my follow-up question mm -hmm. to that is going to be like, how did you overcome it? Yeah. I am overcoming. Okay. Right. The process. <laughs> it work is a, in process. It is a work yeah. in progress. Because yeah. I think my biggest obstacle has been the two. So the first is my own belief systems about who I am as a leader. Mm. I am. I consider myself extremely shy. Mm-hmm. Other people do not. Mm -hmm. I do. I get that too. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. Because I, I, I feel that way and people are like, no, you're not. And it's interesting because yes. they don't know, you know, like what goes on in your head and the biggest yes. critic that you are to yourself. And, yes. Yeah. All the time. Mm -hmm. I'm up yeah. in my head talking yeah. and I have things to say. So because I consider myself extremely mm -hmm. shy, in consulting especially, mm -hmm. you... I have to be willing to put myself out there yeah. and take a risk and you have to drum up business and mm -hmm. you have to market and the product is me. Yeah. And if they don't want the product, that means they don't want me. No. <laughs> it's so it's uh it's learning yeah. that that obstacle of getting over my own negative mm -hmm. self talk mm -hmm. was huge. Yeah. And it ties back into what I was saying originally about taking care of mind, body, mm -hmm, spirit, and mm -hmm. taking care of myself, I had to learn that I am okay mm -hmm. just being me, mm -hmm. whether somebody likes me or not. Yeah. And the second one is truly, I before I, came, before I came here, I was at another meeting, people have certain perceptions on gender, on race, on age, mm -hmm. of what they expect me, yeah. and others to be able to do and so when at times when people look at me they forget that I am I'm a 40 plus year old mm -hmm. woman who mm -hmm. has experienced things in life and I know I know stuff yeah <laughs> and they yeah. can forget that and once. you've had your journey you've had a journey already I've to had get you journey. here yeah you're not just starting your journey you're, yes. you're on your journey <laughs> on the journey and been yeah. walking it a while been walking it a while and seen some stuff yes along the way yeah. and I did not know I guess I knew but I didn't want to know mm -hmm. that racism and sexism and classism are still very much a part of how people yeah perceive others mm -hmm. so those two obstacles have yeah the obstacle of my own self-talk mm -hmm. and the obstacles of others' perceptions mm -hmm. and how they're dealing with their own isms mm -hmm. have been huge. Yeah. And I overcome the one of my own negative self-talk is actually a technique I use. I write down the when I have the negative thoughts mm -hmm. come in, I write them down in pencil mm. and then in ink I write down all the positive oh, things and then I erase yeah the negative stuff yeah. off it is a process and by erasing it doesn't make it all disappear mm -hmm. so 
it's a reminder that there's stuff there, mm -hmm. but look at all this great right. stuff that I have. Yeah. And then in my house, I write myself love notes. So mm -hmm. there's love notes all over the mirrors about the oh, things I, I can do. And uh, one of them right now is, you know, I am really, I'm, I'm a bad chick. I've done. Yeah, you're a badass. Lot. Yeah. We can, I, I can probably edit that. But yeah, you're a badass. Yeah. And, I, that's, and that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's good to be. You it is be good okay. to be. Yeah. And I was going to say that, but I decided I didn't want to edit it out. So I <laughs> bad chick. Yeah. I'm a bad woman. Bad mamma jamma. That's yeah. my theme song. Yeah. Bad mamma jamma <laughs> is whenever I finish something, yeah. that's the song I finish. I love it. And I'm walking on the street like, oh yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. That's your beach that you play in your head. Yeah. It's my theme yeah. song. So that's how I overcome that one. With the people's isms, mm -hmm. it's really through education. Yeah. I am an educator at heart, mm -hmm. and sometimes I don't feel like having teaching moments, yeah. but I stop people and help them go through, what's that really about, mm -hmm. and inquiry, yeah. and asking questions, and it's long and hard, and sometimes I don't want to, mm -hmm. but that's how I have to be true to who I am as a person, mm -hmm. and I, I have to do that yeah. to be true to me. So what keeps you motivated? Like what, what keeps you going? Like what keeps you motivated to, you know, when it, particularly in those situations, like we were talking mm -hmm. about, even though you don't want to have to endure these teaching mm -hmm. moments, you, you do it. Like what is that that motivates you to keep going and keep, keep taking moving. a step forward and, and with the realization and recognition that there are still some deep-seated thoughts about, women class gender you know what what how do you how do you just keep keep plowing at it every day so there's two things one and this sounds bad when it's in my head but i'm going to say mm -hmm. i want to be wealthy not for me yeah because i want to be able to do more for other people yeah i love this because I, you know, not to, not to stop you, but that is a hundred percent. I, I often, you know, I'm at, I kind of go through this process and I'm asking the women the same sort of questions. Mm -hmm. And even before this, this, I was asking, you know, and 100% of the time when you're talking to women in business, you know, why are you doing it? What it's not, it has nothing to do with I want to be wealthy for myself. Right. It's always a hundred percent of the time. I think I have chills. Like it's a hundred percent of the time. Wow. Uh, I want to be able to pay the people that work for me mm -hmm. more. I want to be able to uh, provide a better education for my kids. I want to be able mm -hmm. to help so and so and so and so. It's always somebody. It's yeah. always what I. I'm going to take this and I'm going to do for others. And yeah, when you say I, that is yeah, a hundred percent of the time. That's like, without old. fail. Um, and so that's why this fascinates me. But you, but you want to be wealthy so that you can. Yes, I. Well, my business partner and I have talked about it. It's like I want to write bigger checks. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. want to have a fifty dollars check. It's like, yeah. oh, this can only do yeah. this much. Right. I. What if I was able to have a fifty million dollar endowment mm -hmm. that grew over time that was able to help significantly change outcomes for kids yeah what would that look like that's that's my internal motivator to get mm -hmm. through everything else mm -hmm. and the other part I'm a born teacher mm -hmm. and what keeps me going 
I truly believe in my naivete, I can change my little pocket of the world yeah. by teaching, having those teaching moments and interacting with people and not shutting down mm-hmm. when someone says something stupid or they want to touch my hair or they want to, <laughs> you yeah. know, just anything like that yeah. it, it, that happened today. Do you get that when people want to touch your hair? Yeah, I, I mean, yes. I, I get what happens, but. I get it. Actually, I was walking to a meeting I was yeah. at and someone stopped me like your hair and came to touch yeah. my hair and it was funny to me but mm-hmm. I get that a lot and I get um, I was at a meeting and someone said you are one of the prettiest blacks I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah as opposed to just downright beautiful yeah and this in and of itself which you are yes thank yeah. you but it yeah. was just it was funny because it was just how he said it you're one of the prettiest blacks like what what does that mean? Yeah, and all I can say is, uh, thank you, yeah. I guess. So it's the... It's the teacher in you that wants to nurture yeah. and... Yes. Yeah. And, and help understand that right. it's okay to just say I'm beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I would be okay with that. Yeah. Not, <laughs> that does not suck. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's okay. What what fears do you have? Ooh. I'm getting... Ooh, my fears. Yeah. My Delving in it. My biggest fear is that I would die and not have done what I was supposed to do. Wow. That's my biggest fear. Yeah. And that one makes me almost want to cry. Oh, that makes me fear. almost want to cry. But you you do realize, like, even just... I mean, maybe you don't, so I'm going to tell you. Yes. Yeah. Even if you stop doing what you're doing today, mm-hmm. like you walked out the store and you said, I'm done, I'm, I'm done, I'm done, I'm, I'm going, I'm hiding out in the... In the um, in the rainforest, I'm done. See you later. I'm done. Like thus far, mm-hmm. your impact mm-hmm. has made the world a better place. So I, I received that. Yeah, and I often yeah. think that I am going to quit whatever I'm doing mm-hmm. here. And I tell people like, I'm going to an island mm-hmm. and I'm going to teach yoga. There you go on the beach. Yeah. And but still, you're gonna be. You're still teaching. That teacher in you. You it, can't it, run it, from the teacher in it you. It can't go away. And a friend of mine told me like, yes. And by the end of it, you'll have everybody organized talking about. Okay, yeah, for so sure. What are we gonna do? Be, yeah, they they will they will have their leadership skills in yes. order, <laughs> whether you like it, whether you intended to or well, not. Well, I intended to or yeah. not. Yes. So what? Where do you get your courage from? What gets what gets you through the tough times? Like when you're having those conversations to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the unhealthy ones, and you talked a little bit about mm-hmm. your process of writing mm-hmm. and erasing. Um, but what, like, what, we what gets you through those tough times, and specifically, like, what, what, so, what, where do you get the courage to to do that from? So it's two things. I have a really strong faith, and uh, so my God and I, we have lots of good conversations, mm-hmm. and. I believe that my God has a strong sense of humor, mm-hmm. so we're constantly kind of cracking jokes mm-hmm. in my head of Addie, really, so yeah. I can be <laughs> in tears, hysterical, because I actually am really dramatic yeah. as well, okay. so I go through these dramatic Good. moments. There. High five for the dramatic women. Yes. <laughs> I'm dramatic too. And that's okay. It's okay. And it's I'm totally fine. I'm emoting, and yeah. then I'll have this conversation. And I'll look in the mirror and I'll start laughing. Yeah. Like, okay, really? Yeah. You know that you your face is really yeah. distorted right now. And I get a kick out of it. So humor, uh, faith, and knowing that in the end, it 
it's all gonna be yeah. okay. That takes a lot of courage to look at yourself in your worst, like literally look yes. at yourself in the mirror at what you may perceive to be your worst moment. Yes. That's courage. That takes a lot of courage. It, I, I, yeah. I do it all. And then too. recognize <laughs> the absurdity perhaps of it all or maybe not. It will, or, it, or just recognize that it's, it is what it is. It's, it is what it is yeah. and it's a moment. Mm-hmm. It's a moment. It's yeah. a moment in time. In time. And I, for this is a luxury, I think, of being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. in the United States yeah. and having uh, it's having opportunities mm-hmm. and privilege. Yeah. Having that, I have the luxury of being able to reflect. Mm-hmm. I am not as much as I like to think I'm in a fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. I have choices. Yeah. And I recognize and honor the fact that I do have choices. Mm-hmm. Even when, going back to when I quit my job and I sold the house and I sold the rental property and I decided to volunteer, when I think about that, like really, you made a choice mm-hmm. to do all that. Mm-hmm. And I had a primary savings account, a mm-hmm. secondary savings account, a tertiary savings mm-hmm. account, a retirement. That you I had a tertiary savings account. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had it. <laughs> it could have kept you going. Ready. But yeah. I looked at like my secretary. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. doesn't have the luxury to yeah. say, oh, I think I'm just going to quit my job and, and hang out for a little while. I did it for almost a year where mm-hmm. I didn't take an income mm-hmm. in. And I, when I look at that and I think of the privilege of just being able to say, I'm going to take a time out from the world. Yeah. I just need to do this for me. There's a lot of people that don't have that. Right. So I'm curious when you did that, because that seems like an important part of your process of becoming and Mm -hmm. continuing being an entrepreneur, like how supportive was your family and community like for example when I did it mm-hmm. uh, I don't know almost 15 years ago mm-hmm. um, my family thought I was insane yeah, um, yeah. They, they look at me often like how are you going to make money you know, how are you yeah. going to make money how are you going to live what are you going to do why are you why yeah. what, how why yeah. you have a good job mm-hmm. with retirement right. what, 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 what are you doing yeah. you're being selfish yes. this happiness thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get that a lot. Yeah, there is no such thing as being happy. Yeah, and I have a cousin who told me because I actually got divorced during that time. God never promised you happy. <laughs> I was like, well, my God, did, yeah, actually, yeah. And I'm I'm going for happy. I'm going all out. Now my mother. It's interesting because she went through a lot of watching me become this stage of me, mm-hmm. and. She'll sit and smile and laugh. And I was like, I don't know whose child you are, but I guess. And she actually, now I can see, is proud of me for following my path. Mm-hmm. Happiness and, looks good on you. Yes. Yeah. And it does. And yeah. I can see little things. Like I, I give her my, I run. Mm-hmm. And I give her my hand-me-down tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. And so she started walking. I love it. And she, I started learning how to swim. Yeah. She's and literally walking in your shoes now. She is. Yeah. Literally. Literally. And, I brought her because she's like, I think I want to learn how to swim. Uh-huh. 
but she would never do it, so I bought her a bathing suit, and I paid for swimming lessons, yeah. and now she's learning. I how saw to swim. that post on yes on one of our we're we're Facebook friends. So yes, like we're be, we're best friends at me. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We used to like a lot of stuff, but yes, my yeah, mom. Is but like, I saw that and I thought, wow, that's my mom is pretty that. awesome. Beautiful, yeah. And I just I watch how I can be an unknowing an unknowing yeah. influence. Yeah. And so now when you're asked the question about, you know, how did they mm-hmm. take it? Mm-hmm. Originally, they all thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. Now they're thinking, hmm. maybe she's still crazy, but yeah. it's not that bad. They yeah. know that I'm going to walk my own path. Maybe crazy's not so bad. Crazy looks super happy. It's crazy looks super happy. Yeah. And I just have to go on vacations and I go places yeah. and they still wonder, how do you afford to go yeah. all these places? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just go. Yeah. <laughs> I like I love that. Well, what advice would you give to other women who wanted or thinking about starting their own business? So, I first advice is that it's not easy. There are going to be challenges if you don't have a revenue source from somewhere else. You may struggle for a long time. Uh, so my first advice would be to be aware of that going in. The second would be to stay your course. Yeah. Until such a time as it's time to change it. Mm-hmm. So I, I liken it to going down a river. So if you're following down the river, sometimes there's this different tributaries that go mm-hmm. off of it. Mm-hmm. And you may have to go down a different path. It's okay. Yeah. Don't be so locked on. I have to stay in that river mm-hmm. right now or else it's not going to yeah. whatever. It's okay to detour as long as you keep floating in just keep that floating. direction. Just yeah. keep floating uh-huh. and being okay. Because sometimes with it. the float, the fact that you're floating and not drowning is a success okay. in and of itself. It is. <laughs> and then uh, lastly, yeah. it's uh, find other people mm-hmm. who are like mine. Find, you have to have people you can talk to that at least understand what is going through, what you're going through. Yeah. Oh, and find a mentor. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's key. That's huge. Yes. And yeah. mentors don't have to be people older than mm-hmm. you. It's just someone who's experienced mm-hmm. it. And yeah, find yeah. a mentor. Well, in this sort of process, you're you're going to be mentoring a lot of women. Oh, cool. I mean, you do already. Yeah. But this just in and of itself is is a huge um, benefit to yeah. helping other women. So who has helped you along the way? You talked about mentoring and that's really important. Mm-hmm. Who's helped you along the way? My mommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, I love my mom. Um, but then there's also, uh, I have a couple, I do have mentors and I'm going through my mind. It's funny, I don't have very many women mm-hmm. mentors. Yeah. And I've been, I have actively sought them out mm-hmm. now. And I don't have any. Yeah, you know, that's that's so um, interesting because a, uh, a colleague of mine wrote an article in Comstocks mm. about um, just like a month ago about how difficult it is for women to find mentors. Yes. Yeah. And so I... I and why have, do you think that is? I, I and then how do we fix it? I think part of it is generational. Mm-hmm. So women who were older, yeah. women, some of it was, I got here on my own, you need to get here For on sure. your own, yeah. and just do it. Mm-hmm. 
think that in some of it's territorial of I don't want to if I mentor you then maybe you'll take something away mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. I hadn't really thought about it until you asked me the question and I'm like hmm I don't have many and how we change it mm -hmm. this new generation of women coming up so we're all 40-ish right yeah. now being able to reach back and laterally mm -hmm. and support each other yeah. and developing groups and be having networks mm -hmm. of sisters that share with each other in a way that's not afraid of if I tell you too much you're going to take it away from right. me. If you can learn something from me, take it, mm -hmm. use it, put your name on it, do whatever mm -hmm. you brand it, mm -hmm. whatever. It's not about me, it's about how do we improve our community yeah. as a whole. So that's I think is how we break it is we, those of us who we didn't have mentors, mm -hmm. see who's there that we identify mm -hmm. that spark with and pull them yeah. in. A conscious process. Yes. Finding consciously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have several that I mentor now actively uh, for better or for worse mm -hmm. and I, I see that there's a difference mm -hmm. in how different I would have been yeah. if someone would pull my chain when I was 30 and said mm -hmm. yeah don't do that mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> no just don't and I would have probably listened yeah I probably wouldn't have but I, you know what I mean like uh, but but I but that but I don't know because yeah. you're, there wasn't there it wasn't so who knows and I what this next generation will be like if with mentoring and yeah. guidance and, and and sisters sister yeah. circles are important yeah, yeah. I love yeah. my sister circle yeah for sure um, you know we I, I almost asked you this question earlier because we talked a little bit about it but um, but I'll, I'll ask it specifically what have you learned about yourself. And what have you learned about leadership? And I'd love to know like, what you've learned about yourself in relationship to leadership. So what I've learned about myself, I'll start there first. I, will, uh, I learned that I'm emotional and it's mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. I've learned that I'm really, really dramatic and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. So I forgive myself a mm -hmm. lot. So I've learned how that about me, that I'm more forgiving. I've learned that I'm really tougher mm -hmm. than I ever thought I was. I thought that I was the shrinking violet that needed to be behind the mm -hmm. scenes and that I didn't need to have a voice. I was the power behind the power and mm -hmm. making things happen. Like, no, I can mm -hmm. be up front. Mm -hmm. And how it ties directly into leadership. My leadership style is a servant leadership. Mm -hmm. I am a very much a giver mm -hmm. of my resources, my time, who I am. I'm very much a giver. However, when it comes time to make decisions, I have no problem doing it. Mm -hmm. I have no problem giving direction, but I'm looking at the good of the entire group as well as the individual. I have, I have fired people mm -hmm. who have asked me, can we go out to lunch and just hang out? Because I was able to counsel them in such a way of, yeah. you know, this isn't the right job for you. Mm -hmm. You just don't need to. <laughs> it just doesn't fit your personality. You yeah. need to. And they were able to get that mm -hmm. and wanted to have more of the coaching of, you know, you were talking about the skills you do mm -hmm. see in me. Mm -hmm. What more I love that. can we do? Yeah. I'm not a cutthroat, you just need to get out and mm -hmm. leave. It's maintaining relationships mm -hmm. and helping mm -hmm. people get to the next level. 
I want to go back to with leadership is learning what type of leader mm -hmm. each person you have. I believe each person has some type of leadership skills yeah. within them. Yes, maybe they're not leading the country, mm -hmm. but they are able to lead themselves mm -hmm. or their children or you have those leadership yeah. skills there and they can be developed is knowing what type of leader you are and then fostering that yeah. and playing on your strengths. Can I can I add can I add an answer? Can I yes. can I like contribute to your, your please like contribute what I answer. see what I see in you is um, your greatest leadership skill is actually helping people recognize what their greatest leadership skills are. See that. Yeah, like it's a huge, you know, helping people understand what they're capable of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Epiphany moment, helping others see what they're capable of because now I know what I'm capable yeah. of. Yeah. That I is so it. cool. I'm going to have to remember that. <laughs> I'm going to have to remember that. <laughs> Tiffany gave me a new insight into myself. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how it looks to me. Yes. Yeah. And that's how it, it's yeah. really what it is. And I hadn't put that together. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yay. Well, my, this is my last question on my mm -hmm. list. Although I, I could sit here and just like have a conversation for days, but who inspires you? Mm. Who inspires me? My son and my nephews. Mm -hmm. And what about them inspires you? So my son, he's just a really awesome guy, but he has, they, all of them, they have, I'll talk about Nasir first, my son. Yeah. He has the best heart mm -hmm. ever and his ability to see good in other people and wanting to foster that good and not allowing circumstances to hold him back. Mm -hmm. When he was growing up, I'd always tell him, life is an adventure, have an adventure. I did not give birth to you to live my life, mm -hmm. live your life. And he's done it. Yeah. Onto his own rules. And mm -hmm. it's very cool to watch. And with my nephews, um, one in particular, the oldest one, Robbie, he's had, uh, he's a, he runs track. And I've watched him run. And he's had different adversity come up, but he keeps going towards mm -hmm. his goal. And then I'll speak to Miles, my second middle nephew. Miles was, people said he had special needs mm. and that he wasn't going to be able to intellectually achieve some things. So he's a, he'll be a senior in high school next year. Miles is a 3.85 wow. student in mm. all honors classes and AP courses. And dude receives an A plus in honors algebra too. <laughs> His teacher, my brother told me that the teacher had called him was like, Miles received a B, he had 89% on this test. Is everything okay? I'm worried about him because he just aced it all. Yeah. And with Miles and Robbie and uh, Nasir, my son, what they've shown me is that it doesn't matter what other people say about you, mm -hmm. it's what you say about you. Yeah. And when you believe in yourself, mm -hmm. it takes hard work and it takes time and you have to practice mm -hmm. and you may not want to practice. You can do it and you yeah. can accomplish it. It's like what you write in ink about yourself. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's what you write in ink. Yeah. And they have, they go through their challenges like anyone does, mm -hmm. but I watch them I'm like, gosh, you all are so inspiring and so cool. And I only have nephews and the other two 
Prentice and Quentin, they're really cool people mm-hmm. as well, and they have their stories. Uh, but those three, I, I watch my boys, like, yeah. wow, you all are just awesome. So they inspire me. Nice. It's interesting because uh, a lot of the traits that it looks like inspire you from them, it I can see a lot of that, particularly with your son. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can see where he got it from. You know, like that's, oh yeah, that's definitely uh, probably something he's born with, but I'm mm-hmm. sure you had a lot to do with that. So well, I, kudos to you. I, I will receive that as well. Yeah. I don't know if it was or not, but sometimes... <laughs> I tell them, dude, I don't know who your yeah. mom was, because you're pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't know who his mom... He took me to Italy for my 43rd birthday, and I remember walking around Italy with my... He was 23 at the time, with my kid, and we're drinking wine in Naples, and I look over like, wow, I have to love you because I gave yeah. birth to yeah. you, but I just like you. You're yeah. like... He's, cool person. He is. He's somebody I want to hang out with, yeah. and I get a chance to do that. That's his success. That is a successful parenting. It, yeah. I, yes, but I. I was twenty when I had him, so mm-hmm. I. It was luck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He did that. I don't know the community because there's yeah. lots of us that raised him together. Um, my mother, my brother, my brother's friends. There was lots mm-hmm. of us who contributed to raising this mm-hmm. young man to be as awesome as he is because I cannot take credit for the fact that <laughs> like yeah I was whew, you were pretty gosh not awesome in spite of the fact that yeah. your mother was 20 years old and basically had her eyes covered filling around the wall for the yeah. light switch yeah. trying to figure out what do you how do you parent yeah. a person into an adult yeah. <laughs> well it seems like that 20 between now and you know the 20 plus years it's been uh, uh, amazing journey. So um, grateful that you shared that with us Thank today. You. And um, yeah, I'm so I'm so happy to be sitting here with you. Like you really, you're you just you you radiate. Like you're oh. just so pleasant just to like be sitting next to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean? It's like oh, this is um, so nice. So thank you for taking time out of your day and. And um, giving me the joy of actually just sitting here and understanding your story and learning about you and um, and sharing your your experience with other people and other women that can really benefit from understanding what your obstacles have been and how you overcome them and um, and your positive words for everybody. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be yeah. here. I don't know if I talked about the business or not, but I hope there was something useful. There's absolutely everything useful. Yeah, Excellent. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me in this episode of How She Did It, the journey of women entrepreneurs from around the world. Join me for each episode where we talk to existing women entrepreneurs and women who are striving to become entrepreneurs despite obstacles and adversity from all around the world.